This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Wednesday, July 8th. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. It's beginning to look a lot like summer in the treasury market. Rates are pegged in a definable range. The economic outlook is plagued by an ever-increasing amount of uncertainty, and there are limited tradable events on the immediate horizon. Risk asset price action has increasingly decoupled from the daily pandemic stats in what might intuitively be a welcome transition, but in practice removes the primary directional skew for financial markets as the third quarter is now fully underway. In identifying the next catalyst for rates, looking beyond this week's supply is warranted, if for no other reason than the traditional steepening concession into 10s and 30s has failed to materialize despite the auctions being the biggest events on the calendar. It's tempting to conclude that the market has lost interest in the progression of the pandemic. However, the reality is much more nuanced than this. The shift from tracking the daily count to a focus on the broader ramifications, i.e. hospital utilization and mortality stats, has been accompanied by a collective unwillingness to trade every record high daily infection print. Perhaps investors have simply become habituated to the realities of COVID-19's accelerating spread, or, as we suspect, it no longer represents new information from which to derive a better understanding of the economic impact from the pandemic. With re-lockdowns once again on the table and reopenings reconsidered, the most relevant question has become what employment gains seen in May and June are now vulnerable and will be in the coming months. Given that the domestic labor market has only managed to replace roughly a third of the pandemic job losses, should there be another wave of service sector layoffs, it's challenging to envision risk assets readily shrugging off the development. The counterargument is that a fresh round of layoffs was always a foregone conclusion and therefore largely reflected in present valuations as the S&P 500 manages to stay above 3,100. The perception that the rally in domestic equities is disconnected from the economic fundamentals has led to a sense that there is a looming event, details unknown, that will be the final proverbial shoe to drop, thereby bringing stock prices back in line with traditional logic and PE multiples in the face of a global pandemic. This dynamic isn't new in the third quarter. In fact, the narrative has been in the market since the early April bounce, and yet the straw has yet to emerge. This is notable given the innumerable potential developments which could have represented the long-awaited catalyst. For example, the acceleration of COVID-19 cases and the reversal of the reopening efforts. Alas, equity investors appear content to look past the pandemic toward the light at the end of the recessionary tunnel. Whether that's an approaching W-line express remains to be seen. This doesn't bode well for a near-term directional bias in the U.S. rates market, even if it is consistent with a broader goal of being intellectually honest. 
the prospects for the U.S. election to alter the macro narrative are limited given the perceived lead the Democrats have in the race for the White House. Admittedly, if we've learned anything from the last five years in the political realm, it's not to trust the polls. Recall Brexit? Trump? Brexit again? That said, it's difficult to ignore the impact of the massive recession currently unfolding in the U.S. and the ramifications for the incumbent when voters officially choose on November 3rd. The pandemic has altered a number of expectations for 2020, not least of which being the relevance of the presidential election. If nothing else, the campaigning has been condensed into the next three months. Although we struggle to envision an outcome short of Trump retaining the Oval Office, that would represent a surprise meriting a repricing at this stage. The session ahead similarly holds limited prospects for an aha moment as investors look beyond the very near term and toward next week's series of second quarter earnings reports. The banking sector will be of particular interest as the financial fallout from the outbreak is further clarified. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. 
To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.